Hello and welcome to the Caffeinated Creators Podcast, the podcast that gives you a glimpse into the lives of rising video and TV creators. I'm your exhausted host, Jake Zebley, drinking a cup of coffee in a cramped sound booth in the Klein College of Media and Communication at Temple University with today's guest. Before I let her speak, let me give you a rundown of who our guest is. Our guest is a junior media studies and production major at Temple University. She's an aspiring sports producer who is in her second year of producing the award-winning student sports production, Owl Sports Update. On top of producing, she works for the Temple Owls football team recruiting department, and she is currently interning at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia in their marketing department. She is a fiery and lively producer and director who is creating top quality work. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Erin Steffi. Thanks for having me on, Jake. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in. How was your day? Good. I finally got to sleep in a little bit. So that always makes my day a little bit better. Define sleeping in. 7, 7.30. What time do you normally get up? Mm, it changes. A lot of the time I prefer to get up around 8, but this past week I've had a lot of shoots and a lot of work to do in the morning. So I'll be at work at 6 to 7 in the morning. So normally you'd wake up, you have your alarm set for like 5. 5 or 6, yeah. Wow. Not fun, but you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way to put it. What did you have for lunch? Pizza. And I thought I would have it for dinner, too, but that would have made for a really good day. But I'm no longer having pizza for dinner. What are you having, then? No clue. Okay. We were supposed to have a pizza party. And that's being pushed back to tomorrow, so. Let's talk about you for a little bit. Um, where, where are you from? Where'd I'm you from... go? Where'd you go to high school? Sorry to cut you off. I'm from Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania, which is a small suburban town outside of Philly. It's in Montgomery County, and I graduated in 2016 from Blairtown Area Senior High, and then I came to Temple. <laughs> uh, what did you do? Any like TV stuff in high school? Any anything to do with journalism or any anything media related? In high school, I took telecommunications courses, and I did that for three years because my high school at the time was 9 through 12. So when I started 9th grade, I started taking telecom, and I found that I really liked that, and I always liked sports and expressing myself because I was a dancer. So writing and dancing and content creating with media that always came naturally to me. And so I said, why not combine it into a major for when I come to college? So that's where I got my first taste of what I wanted to do. So when you started looking for colleges, what made you choose Temple? I didn't want to come to Temple. My dad had gone to Temple, and he's like, come on, I'll show you around. I kept saying no, I didn't want to go. What made you not want to go? Is it because that your dad went? No, not at all. I just, I wanted to go to Penn State. And my bottom line decision came between Temple and Penn State. Did you apply and anywhere else? or would, would there's I applied just... to three schools, Temple, Penn State, and Robert Morris. Okay. I got in all three. But it was always between Temple and Robert Morris. And Temple wasn't even in the, or Temple and Penn State. Temple wasn't even in the running until... I finally gave in to my dad. And before an Eagles game, we walked around on campus. And I was like, holy crap, I really like it here. And my dad was even shocked that I said that. And so 
I eventually chose Temple. I was in the city that I loved. I knew being in the city would have great opportunities, and I would choose Temple over and over and over again. So when you first got to Temple, what was the first activity that you did? How did you get involved? Oh, sports update. From day one? Freshman orientation. I met Emily Milliron and Ben Ott, who have graduated since this point. And I remember talking to them and seeing the studio. And I thought, this is so cool. Like, I have to do this when I come. And I kept my eye on when the meetings were. And I went to the first meeting. And I haven't missed a meeting since. And that was my freshman year. And that's when I first got involved with our sports. And then my cousin worked for Temple Football in the equipment office. So when I came here, he helped get me into recruiting as well. So uh, was Al Sports the only TV activity that you did? And do you do any other activities outside of um, Al Sports Update? Like any, I mean, outside of TV as a whole. Like, do you do any club sports or anything like that? Oh, That's what I mean. No, no, no. I, I wanted to dance. I wanted to continue dancing. But I got injured the summer coming into my freshman year, and it took probably eight months to heal my injury. And so by the time I came here in August, my foot was nowhere near ready. So that's when I found all sports and I found Temple football and those things kind of supplemented that hole that was missing. So right now, I pretty much spend my time doing those two things and working for CHOP and doing freelance work for the Phillies and the Eagles and other little companies. So how did you um, move up the ladder within OSU? So you started out as a volunteer. Did you take the class at all? And did you um, just kind of, what, what were some of the jobs that you had? I was always a volunteer, but I knew that I always wanted to be a producer eventually. That was my end goal. And I would say spring my freshman year, or maybe even my sophomore year, I began technical directing. Maria Cantu and Sarah Shields taught me how to do that. And then I did that pretty consistently, and that's the next step in learning how to direct. That's a really important job. So I was a volunteer for three semesters until I became a producer, and a lot of it goes into getting that trust by others around you, too, that they, they trust you in that role, and that's how I became a producer. So taking a step back um, as a whole um, from college and high school and just broadcasting as a whole, what kind of originally sparked you to start all of this? Whether I mean, I know you talked about, you know, the major being able to tie it together, mm -hmm. but why video and why TV? Why, why are you doing what you're doing? I would say it's more than it being about TV and media. I never thought it would be something like that. I even thought about journalism. Really, it came from my love for sports. Where did that love originally come from? Did you watch the Eagles like growing up and 
Like what what was where did the the sports come from? I grew up in a big Philadelphia sports family, always watching it. But really, 2004 was the year that I got really into sports. My first love was baseball. I was, long story short, sick in the hospital for a while. And the day I came home from the hospital, I got a package in the mail from the Phillies. And it had a fanatic and my first hat, some stickers and baseball cards, a card. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the entire world. And so from that point on, I was just watching baseball and watching the Phillies. So I've been watching them for, what is it, 15 years now or something like that? Wow. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) We're media majors. We're not math majors. Yeah. Oh, I hate math. And that's where my love for sports came in. And it was more of how can I leverage a job in sports without playing it. So that's for media. Then I I said I found telecom and I was always good at writing. And if I'm, I said, if I'm good at those things, if I like expressing myself in that way, it's more natural for me, let's give it a shot. So it came more from my passions rather than what kind of career path. That, that didn't make yeah, sense. No, it does. I, I get it. It's it's passion based. Yeah. That's that's what made you want to get into it. So it's so it's one minute before you're about to go to air. You're standing just as Alyssa does on the apple box behind <laughs> the podium. Uh what's going through your head? What are you doing? Praying. Praying that we have a good show. I am very comfortable being a director now. So that doesn't freak me out. But show weeks, you work your butt off to have a good show. And you just spent this entire week getting ready for it and prepping, and you know what you have to do. And it's, it's those little nerves right before you do a performance. You know, I had them when I would dance on stage, and now I have it when I direct. But then you're counting down with George, and then you're focused, like, you're going. And you're always fine because you just get into it. But those first minute, you're like, holy crap. I hope this works. <laughs> so let's talk a, bit about, uh, a little bit about where you worked and where you are working. Mm-hmm. Um, so you worked for the Eagles for a little bit? Mm-hmm. I did work for them in August and September. I worked a computer graphics software called virtual first what did you do there or what like what was what were you doing during the job if you um if you watch a game on tv or at the game on the screen you'll see the lines that overlay on the field that say first and ten or second seven that is a computer software and you actually draw and build the grid lines so then when the game starts and it calibrates, when the camera moves around and you turn it on, it calculates itself and it shows where that line is supposed to be. It makes it easier for the viewer. Crazy technology. 
it is. You think, oh, you just push a button and there it comes. No, you draw it out and you calibrate it and everything. It's a process, but it's really cool. So I did that for them for a few games and hopefully I can do it for more. They, the program that I used, they work for a couple of teams. So I'm looking into doing that for other teams as well. And then you did some work with the Phillies? Yes, that was always a goal of mine since 2004. Like I told you that story. I began working for them in March when the season started, end of March, early April. And it's really cool. I work two things. I either do Matrix 2 in the control room, which... What is, what's that mean? So that's one of their positions where they control the ribbon board graphics. You have the little advertisements on the thinner, smaller boards around the stadium. Okay. Or I work in the yard, which is their new wiffle ball and play area for the kids. And it's really neat. I love that because I love kids and I love being around them. And we have events and you get to interact with them during the games. And I'm basically a director for their mini fan vision board down there. And it, it was just a really cool opportunity. And they have great food. That was the best. They always fed me and they always fed me amazing things. And you're currently working at CHOP? Mm-hmm. I work in urology and marketing. I've worked for urology, editing surgical videos for about a year and a half now. And then I met the marketing team through that internship. And in August, I began working for them, interning with them. How did you find that job editing surgical videos? Our sports advisor, Matt Fine, he, he sent an email out to everybody and was like, hey, they're looking for somebody to do this. It was my now boss emailing him. So you just and, straight up edited videos of people's surgeries? Yeah, so it's, I, it's, the urology team, they do this multi-institutional study with Boston and Wisconsin Children's Hospitals. And it's for a condition called bladder extrophy, when the bladder is born outside of the baby because it's not fully developed yet. <clears throat> and it's so rare, and they only do so many surgeries. So they bring me in, and I'll watch the surgery, and it'll be... I don't know, anywhere from six to 10 hours. And I cut it down to 20 minutes, maybe even less. I've done, I think, 12 minutes before. Wow. And it's kind of like movie time now. I'm so used to watching it. I'll be eating dinner. I'll be watching Say Yes to the Dress on one computer and then editing on the other. And I'll be like, oh, okay, that's that. I totally know it now, and they're like, oh, yeah, you could do it better than the residents. I'm sure you could do the surgery for us. That's funny. What are you working on right now? In? Anything. Any, any, at your internship, at your just personal projects. What are you working on now? Personal projects, I'm working to establish an association for women in sports and media, Chopped On Tumble's Campus. 
So the association works to allow other women to network in this male-dominated industry that is the sports world. And it's the place where we can talk about things, issues, and find opportunities for other college students to get into the sports field. They'll host networking events and have guest speakers talk, and it's really just a safe, encouraging space and trying to push more women into the industry and give them more recognition. That's awesome. Are you close to, you said you're close to starting that, or you're... It's in the works. So awesome. I, I have some officers. I know what the plan of action is. It's just really getting it implemented, because before you can come and become a national chapter, you have to become a temple chapter first. Okay. So that is the first step. What are some of your aspirations for the future? I mean, I know obviously you want to be a sports producer, but what's your dream location, dream job, dream company? If you would have asked me that a year ago, I would have had a straight up answer for you. Now, I really don't know. I I love producing. I love editing. I have a passion for it. I know that's what I'm good at. That's what I enjoy doing the most. But specific companies, places, I really don't know anymore. I am really, I've watched myself become more flexible and take opportunities as they come because what I've experienced now is nowhere near what I thought it would have been a couple years back. Did I think I'd be editing surgical videos? Did I think I'd be working for the Eagles? No. So I'm taking them as they come. Would I like to move south one day? Yes. When that will be? I have no idea. Do I love Philadelphia? Yes. Hopefully one day I can return or stay. But I definitely love sports. I love dance still. That's very much a part of my life. So we'll see. That's a good answer. I mean, you don't have to have an exact answer. No. So now is your time to address my listeners, a.k.a. the caffeinators. That's what I've been referring to them as. Um, so this is, the mic is yours. You can say what you want to them. Anything you want. I think the biggest thing that I've learned since coming to college is going with the flow, being independent. And for me, college was a place for me to flourish, do things I never thought I'd do before. 2018 has been absolutely incredible nominated for an Emmy. I went to all these different places I want to travel to. I will be going to cover the bowl game in Louisiana. I will be going to Nappy in Miami in January. So it's just these wonderful opportunities, the Phillies, the Eagles. And I couldn't be more blessed with that. And those opportunities come out of saying yes because I believe that things will work out if you just let it be. Don't harp on it for too long. Things will always work out, one, if you put in the work, and two, if you push yourself and surround yourself with good people. I've made so many great relationships here, and they've people from our sports, they will help you. So... Alumni, you mean? Yeah. Sarah Shields helped me find the Eagles thing because she couldn't do it. She had just got her job out in California, which is amazing. 
so she recommended me. So yes, work your butt off because it will all be worth it. You want to be the hardest working person in the room. And that was always me growing up. I'm the perfectionist, but I'm working to make that a good thing and not hinder what I'm trying to accomplish in the future. Because you know how some people can, like, it's a detriment to them? Yeah. I don't want it to be like that. Very well said. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take the mic back. Okay. And um, I'm going to ask you how many cups of coffee you've had in your entire life. How many do you think? I mean, we can crunch the numbers right now. I will pull out my phone, pull out my calculator, because we're media majors. Like we said, we don't like math. Uh, I've probably had three cups of coffee ever. Really? I don't like coffee. I like espresso. Okay. So I'll have you all your lattes, like, maybe once a week here. So, well, that's what but I mean coffee? by... coffee? <laughs> oh, yuck. That's what I mean by just how many cups of, like... I'm a tea drinker. But you just said espresso. Yeah, but that's a little different. Espresso is a coffee bean. It's not a, it's not a different bean. Yeah, but it's a little bit stronger. Yeah, because it's concentrated. Yeah, but I don't know. I separate them. Like okay. coffee is Fair coffee enough. Co- and coffee is its is own espresso. cup. Okay. So then how many espressos do you think you've had in that case? Because it's still t- coffee to me. It it is it is fundamentally coffee. If anything, once a week, we'll just say. And I okay. only started having them since college. Okay, so... 52 times 4. But it's, it's, it's a rough it's, estimate. Okay. It's, we're, not, we're not mathematic majors here, like we said. So, um, 208 cups of coffee. So you're about to pull an all-nighter, whether you're working on a paper, whether you're working on all sports stuff in the tech. What's your drink of choice? I don't pull all-nighter, so nothing. What time do you go to bed then? <laughs> 10, 11, midnight, if that. I will All the never. time? Not even if you have, like, work that's pressing? I never let it get that bad. Good for you. Never let it get like Good that. Good for you. Discipline. I will never do that to myself. Good for you. Do you have anything else to say? Never let go of your passions for anything. I mean... What you love in life always changes and develops. Things that I like now, I may not have liked when I was younger and vice versa. But never let that go because it will always be a source of what you can do with your future. For me, I danced for 15 years. That was my life. And it was hard at first when I couldn't dance when I came to college, when that part of my life had ended per se when I graduated and I came to college, but it's still very much a part of who I am, Uh, especially lately. I feel like every night I'm in my room by myself, just dancing with the headphones in. Sometimes I'll just do plies to warm up and relax, but I'm always making up choreography. I'm always going back to the studio and I'm volunteering at recitals or I'm teaching the little kids I love teaching I love being around the little kids so any way that I can go back and do that and give back to my studio is important to me so I'm never going to let dance get away and not be considered even though right now I'm doing more sports related things with my career dance is 
can still always be an option for me. So that's one of my pieces of advice. Don't let your passions escape you. So that's our show for today, ladies and gentlemen. Follow Erin's social media. She's going to plug it right now. At Steffi on Twitter. I do not have an Instagram. Okay, because I tried finding you on Instagram, I and I didn't see it. And I, I always like... Not about that. Okay. Uh, follow Caffeinated Creators on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at CAF Creators. And follow myself on Instagram and Twitter, at Jake Zebley. Signing off saying, stay passionate. This is Jake Zebley for Caffeinated Creators.